I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader, where we sit down on a lunch break and we talk about Bible stuff. We are going through the man cards one at a time in a random order, and we are currently in Proverbs chapter 12, verses 16 to 19, and we jump down to 25. Uh, once again, I'll let you know, the book of Proverbs is kind of all over the place. Uh, the first eight or nine chapters or so read like a father giving advice to his son, and then a little after that, it turns into kind of an old grandpa rambling to his son. So there's not a consistent line of thought in consecutive verses. It'll be uh, a wise saying, and then a wise saying that isn't really related uh, thematically. And then another wise saying, and then like five verses down, you get back to the previous topic. Like watching your tongue, or not being angry, or being righteous, or watching out for the poor, that kind of stuff. And it, it just jumps back and forth. Um, so, that's why we're jumping around in the chapter. Uh, yeah, a rare a rarity. There are three verses in a row that are all sort of related in the same chapter. So, here we go. Uh, chapter 12, starting in verse 16 of Proverbs. A fool's anger is known at once, but a prudent man conceals dishonor. He who speaks truth tells what is right, but a false witness, deceit. There is one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips will be established forever, but a lying tongue is only for a moment. And then we jump all the way down to 25 in the same chapter. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. All right. What we have here is uh, pretty straightforward, which is what I love about Proverbs. You don't really have to guess at what he's driving at. So, first thoughts after reading that are, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, say good things, don't say bad things. Be honest. Boom. I love Proverbs. For that exact reason, you don't have to wonder that hard. Uh, he gets colorful with his language, but you don't have to guess. And really wonder at exactly what he's talking about. A fool's anger is known at once, but a prudent man conceals dishonor. So, the idea being the contrast between the fool and a prudent man, or wise, prudence a fancy word for wise, uh, which makes it interesting when you call someone a prude. So, uh, for a foolish person, it looks like their heart's right out there on their sleeve. When they get angry, they act angry instantly. A fool's anger is known at once, which means if whenever you get angry, you instantly let everybody around you know that you're angry, you might be in the fool category. Um, this is a way to critique yourself. Something to think about the next time you're acting out of anger. You catch yourself and think, hmm, it's kind of foolish behavior. A prudent man conceals dishonor. Um, once again, we're going to use common sense. Talking about the book of the Bible of common sense, this obviously isn't that you would hide people's sin or hide corruption or hide that they're hurting or abusing others. That would be stupid. So a prudent man conceals dishonor. Not illegal activity, not horrible nightmarish dealings behind closed door. Dishonor. Uh, things that would make someone else look foolish or stupid or incompetent. Uh, a prudent man isn't going to go shout all of those things from the rooftop or immediately be upset or 
angry or have an emotional reaction, he's just going to say, hey, well, let this one slide for now. Um, and just straighten up. Or ah, it was obviously an accident. It happens to everybody. Move on. You know, you see somebody walking and they slip and fall. Yeah, you can snicker to yourself. It's funny. But don't film it and put it on the internet. Don't tell everybody about it over and over again. Oh, look how this guy fell down. Everybody look how that guy fell down. He's, that's a dishonor to him. And it's, you know, you're not really helping or doing anything. Except getting cheap laughs at somebody else's expense. So a wise man might conceal the dishonor. So, he who speaks truth tells what is right, but a false witness deceit. Uh, this one is basically just defining the person who speaks truth tells exactly what happened. Um, but a false witness, this is, uh, doesn't happen often in English writing, but they're carrying over the same verb to the second sentence when the second sentence does not have a verb. So, but a false witness speaks deceit. Or tells deceit. Uh, so, that's, that's just right out there. There's an interesting thing, though, because this assumes something. This assumes that there is an objective reality, an objective truth, which not everybody that you encounter in the world today is going to assume that. There are a lot of postmodernists running around who don't even know what that word means, but they'll go, well, everybody's got their own version of the truth. And you will never see the Bible have that perspective or espouse that idea or ideology. The Bible, uh, everywhere that scripture is um, being uh, accurately reporting or reflecting the wisdom of God, it always assumes that there's an objective reality and there's an objective truth to be found that, that is to be had. And that if you speak words that do not align with that objective reality of things that actually happened, then you are lying. If you speak words other than what objectively happened, you are lying. So the idea that you can discern an objective reality is, uh, strangely enough, not a universally held concept uh, anymore. And you'll you'll get it from people when they say everybody has their own version of the truth. So that's how you interpret it. That's how I interpret language, because that's what language is for, to interpret meaning. Uh, you can't have a conversation with me unless you interpret the words the way I intended them to be meant within, you know, close enough. I went to the store today. How do you interpret those words? It probably means that this meat bag you're looking at traveled from their house to some sort of place of commerce. Uh, you interpret things to have meaning because that's how language works. That's why language works. And if Somebody questions that, well, that's how you interpret it. You, you just pin them down and say, well, how do you interpret the words I'm saying right now? Um, how do you not know, how do you know that I don't mean, you know, catfish, peanut butter and jelly bagel sandwich? You can't then if you don't assume anything has meaning, that there is an objective truth, that is there a, a specific single meaning that I intended to get across. So... Long sidetrack, but it's important. So, uh, and then there is one who speaks rashly like the thrusts of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So it sounds like a little bit of a throwback to earlier. 
Fool's anger is known at once. There is one who speaks rashly, angrily, saying words off the cuff, and they cut. Cuts like a knife! And it hurts people. When you just instinctively react and say what's off the top of your head after somebody made you upset... Sorry, there's a squirrel outside of the car. I keep getting distracted. <laughs> He's like two feet away from my car, just staring at me from a tree trunk. Hello, squirrel. Okay, back to it. I'm not ADD, I promise. So there's one who speaks rashly, like the thrust of a sword. And when you act out of a place of anger, out of a place of emotional reaction, you're going to say stupid things. Moreover, you're going to say stupid things that hurt people. And that is, shall we say, unwise. However, the tongue of the wise brings healing. On the contrary, when you are wise, when you deliberate over your words, when you take the time to be considerate and thoughtful about what you say, you can do a lot of good. You can help people, you can mend broken spirits, and uh, lift out people who are crestfallen. And Truthful lips will be established forever, but a lying tongue is only for a moment. We're back to being honest and being dishonest. Truthful lips will be established forever. Think about it. If what you say is based in factual reality, it's going to last longer than whatever lie you could come up with in the moment that you have to keep modifying and keep falling, keeps falling apart. And the more people learn about it, the more they realize that you're full of garbage. Honesty is important. It is the best policy. It really is. And anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. We're back to a timely word being a source of healing, uh, a way to mend broken spirits and raise up others. So, the one key word here, if I could pick it, would simply be honest speech. Uh, it's kind of two words. Honesty. Uh, it implies speech, because you can't be... Uh, anyway, honesty implies speaking. So honesty is obviously the critical part here. Uh, it makes every compliment more weighty when it is honest and true and not a false exaggeration, because people, people can see through that. If you're going to compliment somebody, if you're going to, you know, give them, a, you know, an encouraging pep talk, it has to be honest, it has to be based in truth for it to be meaningful and uplifting. So how important is what you say? incredibly important or you know sign for deaf peeps and that's where james in the in the book of james he has a long section in i think it's like chapter three or four where he talks about the tongue is a burning fire it's like the rudder on a ship this little bitty wagging tongue can steer an entire giant ship it's a small fire that can set lots of things ablaze and just like fire, it can be used for good. Your words have meaning and weight and impact when you speak honest, truthful, kind things. Um, also, your words have weight when you speak dishonest and hurtful things. Uh, also, when you speak honest, hurtful things. Or dishonest, kind things. Those all have their own different negative ramifications. And it's important to be aware of what you say and who you're saying it to and when you say it. So what's going to be hard about living this? 
uh, a lot. It's hard to watch what you say, especially when you're upset, especially when you're emotionally reacting. Uh, that's actually the exact point that James makes when he says, anyone who does not stumble at all in what he says is a perfect man. It has no sin. Because if you have the wherewithal and the discipline to control your speech, then that's all of the battle. Um, you must have the discipline and wherewithal to control everything else about you. Excuse me. So that's that. Um, it's incredibly important to watch what you say, to be honest, to speak the truth, and do not deal in falsehoods. And so that's... Don't even allow other people to be misled by giving them half the information or half the truth or stalling or omitting things when you when you do answer or when you volunteer information. That's its own being dishonest. And it's important to keep everything balanced and together and be aware of what you say and why you're saying it and when you say it. So, that's all I have for you today. Uh, check me out on all the places, YouTube, Facebook, things, things. I have a Twitter, but I'm not on it very often because I don't know how Twitter works because I'm a millennial, but I'm an old millennial. So I just never got on the Twitter thing bandwagon, but I have one. So that's all I got for you today. I will see you next time. Godspeed.